Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Seriously, man, you don't really think we're going to see any Canutes and 41 Rockies jerseys here at Coors Field, do you? I mean, no offense, I know you're a local and all, but that was a long time ago. You never know. I've seen some old guy jerseys around here, haven't you? In fact, I actually heard from a really good source. You mean you saw it on Twitter. Whatever. I heard that Chad Cool's wearing 41 now for the Rockies because he grew up a Milwaukee Brewers fan and he watched me wearing number 41 back in the day. That, you know, that's pretty cool, right? I see what you did there, Mark. Yeah, okay, wait. Look, he's right over there. Let's just go ask him. Well, you know, we probably shouldn't bother him. What do you mean? We're media. That's our job. Follow me. Uh, okay, but, but let me ask him. Hey, Chad, I'm Mark Knudsen. This is Manny Randall. We do a podcast called the Park Adjusted Rockies Podcast. He came up with the name. Congrats on your great start to the season. Are you liking it here? He's got a question for you, Chad. Okay, I heard somewhere that you're wearing number 41 here as a Rocky because, you know, I wore it a while back. A long okay, while back. Okay, whatever. I wore 41 in Milwaukee, as I'm sure you know, since I heard you grew up a Brewers fan and all. Uh, yeah, no, I uh, grew up in Delaware. Um, you know, kind of watched the Phillies kind of growing up, but uh, never really heard of you. So when they gave me 41, I don't think it really had some uh, significance behind it. Sorry. Yeah, what's what show am I on? It's the Park Adjusted Rockies Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Mark Knudsen and Manny Randawa. What's the future of Coors Field? The third oldest ballpark in the National League remains a jewel. Thanks to the care and attention and upgrades the team continues to make. But ballparks these days have a shorter shelf life. And weather issues make retractable domes all that more popular. So when should we expect a new Coors Field to be on the agenda? We talked ballparks this week with Susie Hunter of DNVR. Thomas Harding of MLB.com, and former Rockies great Eric Young. No one wants to say goodbye, but should we? Those discussions are next on the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. Stay with us. For the best selection of autographs and memorabilia from your favorite sports stars past and present, look no further than DenverAutographs.com. Find what you're after on the web or at either of their two Metro Denver locations, Colorado Mills Mall and Flatirons Mall, Broncos, Rockies, Avs, Nuggets, and much more. It's all at DenverAutographs.com. Learning life skills through baseball, USA Prime is more than just travel baseball. We mentor young athletes in areas like teamwork and skill development. It's about more than winning weekend tournaments. It's about showing young players how to achieve their goals in baseball and beyond. Contact Scott Horman at USAPrimeColorado at gmail.com for more information. We're back on the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. Manny Randall, Mark Knudsen. We're joined by Susie Hunter. Everybody who is on Twitter knows Susie Hunter. But DNVR now covering the Rockies full-time after a, taking a year to go to every major league ballpark, which oh, yeah. I think is phenomenal. I, I, people do that, but who does it in one year? That's pretty amazing, right? That is pretty cool. In fact, she's, uh, I think, working on a book about that. So I, I don't know if that's, that's public uh, record yet, but it is now. So well, it better be at some point <laughs> you so many books, right? Yeah, exactly. So, Susie, we want to talk about the future of Coors Field. This is now the third oldest ballpark in the National League. I don't know where that ranks in American League. Obviously, Fenway's in there, but probably right up there, right? Anaheim's still been around Chicago, for Chicago White Sox, uh, um, guaranteed rate. Um, guaranteed rate. Comiskey. New Comiskey, uh, Oakland. There's some, nonetheless, this is almost 30 years old now. And they've done a great job of, I guess, facelifts the right word, right? There's been a new, new scoreboard underneath, where locker rooms, media areas, all been upgraded. But at some point, we have to start talking about what's the shelf life of the Major League Stadium nowadays. Atlanta is on their third since I played, right? 
I don't well, know. Well, to be fair, you played a long oh, time. Oh, it was a long ago. time ago. As you completely, honestly, like to remind me. Um, Susie, you went to all of the ballparks last year. Where does Coors Field rank for you? I mean, Coors Field is absolutely one of the best ballparks out there. I don't include it in my official rankings just because I'm a little biased. I'd spent a lot of time here before taking that road trip, but Coors Field is still great. So when we talk about how it's, you know, one of the oldest ballparks in the National League, I can't wrap my head around that because it still looks great. It doesn't feel that way, in other words. It does not feel old at all. And I've seen some ballparks that feel old as heck, so... Yeah, I, I, well, Oakland is, yeah, we won't go to that one. But, and you've been around a Let's lot of ballparks. I trash Oakland too much because I, I grew up watching baseball games yeah. there. And But I also grew up before Mount Davis. Don't get me st- Okay, you've gotten me started. Mount Davis <laughs> is, <laughs> is, is really, the MT should be monstrosity yeah. Davis. That was, that, what they did, it's like, it's like the Godfather scene where he's like, what do they do to my boy? Yeah. Like, you know, where it's like. Where, no, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's like. They massacred the whole thing. They had a beautiful, they had a beautiful uh, view of the Oakland Hill, uh, the mm-hmm. Oakland East Bay Hills in there. The sun reflecting off the houses out there. It was beautiful, gorgeous, and now it's what it is. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a tragedy. It is, and it, you know, it needs to be replaced. We know that, but it will be. But replacing ballparks now is almost seems easy. They just, you know, we need a new ballpark. Let's build a new ballpark. I'm wondering when we get to the point, where, and we're on our second weather delay in the last two home series, weather cancellation, I should say, that caused the doubleheader loss of a gate. Part of that's against end season, I get that. But part of it is just Mother Nature. Everybody's going to domes or retractable domes. This place wasn't built that way. A lot of people thought it should have been. You guys weren't around when it was built, but that was the talk a lot before it was I was built. around. Are you kidding me? No, you weren't here. Wasn't. You weren't here. I don't think she was. I, I, was, I was not here. Do you know how old I am? <laughs> No, not really. I, I think you're actually 15, 16. Uh, yes, like I am. It's yeah. correct. I'm a child wonder. That's an inside joke. Okay. <laughs> um, could, I mean, obviously it didn't build it with a roof, but everything else is being built with a roof. Can you see Denver with an retractable dome baseball stadium at some point? Okay, I'm glad we're talking about the retractable domes um, because when people ask me about you know the ballparks that I visited, uh, one of my favorites was the new Globe Life down in Texas, and that thing is a modern marvel. It's unfortunate that it's so ugly on the outside; yeah. it just looks like a big weird convention center. But inside, it kind of looks like like a course field. It doesn't feel as inside as other dome stadiums, as other retracted dome stadiums. Um, So the way they did it, I think, is so good. And I could see that playing out here at some point. Hmm. I I had an opportunity to pitch in the very first game at the Sky Dome in Toronto, first retractable dome. When they started talking about retractable domes, this isn't going to work. Well, now it's commonplace. Now everybody does that. you couldn't do a Coors Field or a Denver baseball setting without being able to see the mountains, without being able to have a rooftop, all those things that are ingrained now. How could they incorporate both of those things, or could they? Yeah, sure. I, I think they can. I mean, um, I think about um, when, you, when you look at the retractable roof stadiums now, it's really a measure of how the, the visibility below the roof. So I feel like they could do that. Like they could have windows that open, right, below that. Like Milwaukee. Yeah, and so you could see, and I, and as far as the the, aesthetic, the aestheticism of it, the aesthetically pleasing aspect of it, I think you could do like um, I look at Seattle, for example, from the you look at the aerial shots, yep. and you're like, you know what? When it's opened up, it looks just as beautiful as it, this right. place does from the right. from the sky. Right. So I don't see why. I mean, it it won't look just as maybe nice from the street level, but at the same time, I mean, you gotta you gotta go with what works as far as convenience. Like you said, I mean, we have had, we had two rainouts and. You know, honestly, you know, who knows? They, they could probably put more amenities in. Uh, I'm sure they will whenever this place becomes 
obsolete. But uh, did you stay at the hotel? At no, no, we didn't stay. I, I threw baseballs at the windows. Did you? Uh, did you make it up there? Yeah. I bounced with, um, yeah, the hard rock. You and Carlos there. Delgado. Yeah. Except Carlos Delgado we, hit we it with the, the, a ball that we, he hit. He, yeah, he hit from home plate. I was standing, four home runs. I'm standing four on the right field. Game. I'm standing on the right field warning track, so I'm a little closer. Game. But yeah, I know um, the Hard Rock Cafe goes right there. In fact, my wife and I were eating lunch at the Hard Rock Cafe against the window, and Greg Brock was throwing baseballs at the window from the field. So of course he was. That's it, what baseball players do. They're immature. Immature. But it was. It was so unique at the time. We just never gave any thought to this could be the norm at some point. And now it kind of is. How many retractable roofs did you see during your trip? Um, okay, so I guess I saw, um, well, I was at you know the Sky Dome, Roger Center. Um, but I never saw it closed because it was um, nice out, which is weird. Um, so when I was in Milwaukee, um, the roof was closed for those games. Um, that was fine. It was a little muggy in there. So I don't it's know if... It's muggy in Milwaukee. Yeah, Trust yeah. Me, it, was, it was one of the muggier places that I went to. Um, uh, Houston. I was also in Houston for some very muggy Speaking weather, too. Muggy, yeah. yeah, it was pouring rain the game that I went to in Houston. So the, the roof was, was closed for that, too. But that was a cool ballpark. Um, non-retractable. I was in Tampa, of course. That is just a very off-putting place to watch Costa. a game. <laughs> Well, that one, you know, that's the way the old kingdom was in Seattle. It was a mausoleum in there. And so you felt like you were cemented into a bunker at some point. And, and so when they tore that down and they were going to build a new one, nobody batted an eye. In fact, well, they didn't tear it down. They imploded it, if I remember right. But that was kind of a good, good riddance. There's some ballparks, this one in particular, if you got rid of it, there'd be a lot of backlash, too. And there'd be a lot of people that say, you can't get rid of that place. It's, it's iconic. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm sure there would be that. Yeah. But I think that would be overblown. <laughs> because because um, Yankee Stadium was iconic. They should have yeah. left that up. Fenway's iconic. Wrigley's iconic. Mm-hmm. Terrible place to work, but well, at least 10 years ago. Yeah. But, but uh, Wrigley is iconic. Um, and, and I get that. That's like we're talking about 100-plus years mm-hmm. and baseball history. I mean, yeah, this place has been around for, what, 30? Almost 30. And it looks great. Uh, first yep. of all, they, this place is like, it looks brand new. Yep. I mean, it's beautiful. Yep. But at some point, it will be will have to be replaced, I'm sure. And at that point, I can't say, I can't, I can't see it be more than 50 years old by then, you know? So, I mean, yeah, I don't think, exactly. I don't think it's, it count, I don't think it goes into that category of this is too, we can't, we can't tear this place down because of all the history. Plus, I mean, do we really think the Rockies will have won a World Series by then? I mean, is there, is there <laughs> that really, was last week's podcast. It was, is there really, is there really, we tie everything together here on the Park Adjusted for Rockies podcast. <laughs> But it, uh, is there really enough history other than managers tearing their hair out, yeah. you know, um, in the visiting, well, both dugouts, both dugouts yeah. um, and four-hour marathons and things like that? Is there enough history that you want to preserve it? How many ballparks did you go to that you think are fit in that iconic category? Iconic? Ooh. Um, Irreplaceable. Can't change them. I mean, Fenway is obviously – Fenway and Wrigley at this point, like, you're not allowed to. Right. No matter how off-putting it is also to watch a game at Wrigley, I just could not see anything oh, yeah, from yeah, anywhere yeah, that yeah, I yeah, sat. No, yeah. <laughs> it was but very, you're not supposed to at Wrigley. It's, you're not there for the game. You're there for the party. I wanted to watch some games, uh, but it's fine. I'll get over it. Um what else was really iconic that I went to? I mean, at this point, everything Dodger I feel... Dodger Stadium probably. Oh, yeah, that's true. Dodger Stadium is pretty iconic. That one I think I would put in the category of you can't, you can't do anything with that. you got to leave it. You probably don't need to either. Well, also, they... Um, I've been to Dodger Stadium, and it's... I had penis dropped on my head, so that kind of clouded my <laughs> view of it. I was sitting in, like, the third of the five decks, and I just had people dropping penis on my head. On purpose? I have no idea. Um, I don't think... 
I don't think I've made any Dodgers fans mad, have I? Probably. probably made some Rockies fans mad, probably. But I think, um, yeah, but uh, Dodger Stadium is just, there's just the Gibson home run, um, the well, Sandy Koufax yeah, perfect game. Yeah, I mean, just so much. Vince too much. And you can't take that down. Um, does Anaheim fall in that category? No way. I mean, they've rebuilt the Big A since I played there. After the earthquake, they rebuilt it. It's feasible, but you could see that one being replaced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I actually, that was one of my favorite parks to attend a game at mm-hmm. just because it was so easy to park and it was really easy to just get around that mm-hmm. stadium too. So um, after, you know, that was towards the end of my trip. So after going to so many parks, I was just like, okay, this is convenient. <laughs> And I appreciate this. Um, convenience is good. Convenience, that, yeah, it was probably one of the more convenient parks that I went to. So, are we? Are, you, you said fifty years. I think that's a good benchmark right now. Are we, are we to the point now where no ballpark of the, any of the new ones, the so-called new ones, or almost new ones, nothing's going to make it to past fifty years old anymore? Yeah, I can see that. It's just, um, it's just the way society has gone. I mean, not just baseball, but everything. It's instant gratification. Um, the money's bigger. The money's always going, getting bigger. Um, literally, the government pump, creates money out of thin air, and they pump it into the. the, the yeah. That's why we have inflation now. It's like the money gets bigger in every area of, of life, and because of this phone here and social media and everything else, like we need instant new things, new yeah. toys, and I think so. That's probably why. If you, I, so, maybe not even fifty, maybe forty or thirty. So if Coors Field is in no imminent danger, we've, we've kind of decided. Yeah. What's gonna be the next ballpark to be replaced? Ooh, the next one to you, be you saw replaced. Them all last year. I know, but I don't know how old all of them are. Uh, well, I would hope that um, the Coliseum yeah, is next. Go I next. mean, it's of course. Go. Well, it, the question—I mean, your question is kind of—I mean, let's clarify. I mean, with ballparks, because if the if the A's move, I mean, that's the thing is like that's obviously going to be new. So the Coliseum—I mean, I don't know what they would do with it. But you mean like teams that are established, established yeah. teams yeah. that they're not moving yes. anymore. Um, yeah, I think you got to wonder about um, Guaranteed Rate, right? I mean, that thing's been around for now almost 50 years, right? The new Comiskey? Yeah. Um, it, it, they 40. In, it was in the 80s that they No, it was, ni- it, was the, it was 1990. 90. 1991. 1991. Oh, okay, so it's more than I thought. Um, it still seems nice. I mean, I worked there for a summer. It was fine. It was just fine. It's a great neighborhood if you're a bullet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right? It's just, yeah, the neighborhood, is the, that's another thing. I mean, but it was fine. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. sometimes fine, especially just given what we were talking about just a minute ago, is not good enough. So no, I can see, exactly. especially with the White Sox, with that team that they've got there, if they start winning, um, you could see clamoring for a new ballpark mm-hmm. there. That's a really good point, yeah, because it is just fine. It's fine. It's fine. fine. Yeah. There's not much more you it, can it, say about the, it. Wasn't it the last of the cookie cutters, more or less? Yes. The last of one yes. with, well, out it was weird cookies. because it was in this like in-between phase of the cookie cutter right. stadiums and the right. throwback retro right. that started with Camden Yards just a few years after that. Right. So, I mean, it was just it was weird. I feel like they, they kind of got lost on the shuffle. Yes. It was almost like they got, it was this poor timing for their on yeah. their part. Like, if they had waited a little longer, they might have been able to Build something, something nicer, like yeah. Pittsburgh has, or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so you can't put your other than Oakland, can't really put your finger on one that you think might be the next one to be replaced. Uh, I mean, I would Tampa definitely yes. needs to something needs to happen with Tampa. Well, they're trying down there, I believe. You got to wonder about Rogers Center, right? I mean, yeah. um, 
I know they, they re-turfed that whole thing. It looks nicer mm -hmm. on the field, but, I mean, other than that, that thing's been around longer than the new Comiskey, right? The, uh, yes. Because you pitched there. I mean, that's, like, way back. <laughs> that would have been 89 or 90 that, that, that uh, 89, I want to say, because that's the All-Star game was mm -hmm. there that year, right? Mm -hmm. oh, no, no. That was later. The thing about yeah, that retractable dome, I'll tell you a story about that retractable dome. The second night we were playing, it, they had rain coming in, right? And they said, their engineers said it would take 20 minutes to close the roof. It took 40. Wow. So they actually had to pull tarps out and cover home plate, <laughs> but not the mound. Because it was closing from center field to the backstop. That's funny. Both dugouts were getting rained on. The pitcher was standing on the mound with his arms folded, waiting for the thing to close <laughs> while they had tarped home plate. That's, that's a true story. That's, I was watching. That's so Chaos. <laughs> so that was you no know, technology. Yeah. It wasn't what it was supposed to be yet. That's fine. Um, it dripped. The bullpens back then at the Rogers Center were up on, we sat on a scaffolding behind the outfield fence. And we were getting dripped on during that rain because you know, they hadn't worked all the kinks out yet. They've worked the kinks out now and all yeah. these things now. So they didn't even take them very long to put them up anymore. Yeah. If they were to replace Coors Field, where would they replace Coors Field? Where would they go? Wow. I mean, I think you would just use the same spot. This place has been built up too much, lower downtown. Could you do it in the offseason? In a Denver uh, offseason? No, they play? would have to play somewhere else. I mean, I, that's a good point. I mean, I don't even know how they would do that. I mean, it, you can't play at mile high because mm -hmm. it's too small. Yep. Um, what do they call it now? Empower? Yes. Can't play there, or whatever it's called by the time this podcast goes. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, um, yeah, I don't know where they would play, but I would think this would be the best spot for it, honestly, because of everything that's built I around. I totally agree. And, again, you back the iconic, that's part of the, what's ingrained. And, and, you know, you could change the, tra the trajectory a little bit, too, or the... Um, the uh, blueprint a little bit. Or first baseman would like that. Yeah, first baseman would like that. Right fielders would like that. Um, so that people who are so like people who are actually sitting behind the well, really everybody who's sitting other than the outfield can actually see the mountains. You know, rather than it's just down the line right now. Only the people in right field can see the mountains. And now you got McGregor Square over there. Yeah, it's just too much. All these things going around here. You really can't up and move. Nope. Yeah. But could you? Could you see? An attempt at putting a dome over over this one. Yeah, you know that's an interesting idea. I don't know what the, I don't know how that would work. I, I mean, I don't know if it's possible to do that. I, I mean, in this day and age, I imagine it would be. But the ballpark's nice enough. That's a that's an idea. You're an engineer, Susan. Yes, as an engineer. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm thinking about now the retractable dome at Globe Life, and they have these huge arches that it slides out mm -hmm. to, which are also they were hand laid brick, which yeah. I thought was pretty wild in this day and age um but they take up so much space so i'm just wondering where yeah, where would we put that would have that? to be put on off to the side right mm -hmm. yeah just go over the top mm -hmm. yeah so it makes sense yeah but Knock like i got a couple of the bars over here no problem <laughs> just pay them off the problem is is that it's like wrigley field for 100 years where um the beer prices actually affected the the, the uh, attendance more than the product <laughs> on the field. And so, I mean, if you knock out the bars, I mean, are people going to come? Unfortunately, but true. Party deck has to live. Oh, can't, absolutely. Can't, can't do that. They probably enhance it. But we're probably of the agreement that this place has another 20 years. Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Years? Okay. Yeah. I, I think so. Unless they find some miracle way to put a dome up there, and maybe it's got another 50 sure. after that. But uh, yeah. it'll be interesting thing. Wouldn't want to play, be anywhere else than Coors Field, except I'd like to be a little warmer today. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a day where I wish we had a little cover, but, little, little you know, maybe in a couple decades. Okay, good way to end it. All right, thanks, Susie. Thanks. We are back on the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast, joined now by the one and only Thomas Harding. Feeling good, feeling clean, feeling ready to go here with his warm jacket on. Thomas, we've had two weather delays now, in, or two weather cancellations, I should say, 
in uh, the last two homestands. Rockies lost two gates. Wish they had a, a retractable dome stadium at this point. No, not in this climate. Are you kidding me? The mountains retractable out there. Retractable dome. Retractable. Yeah. I can I can live without that. I can live without being in two different environments. I mean, Phoenix, I can get. I I would say never cover this thing, but. That's me. I don't have to go down there on the field and play. I mean, it's funny. I was having this discussion with someone, and there was always a part of me that thought that part of Nolan Arenado's unhappiness was days like this, you know, because yeah. it's very cold here, and a lot of guys don't like playing in cold weather. Um, but I think that, <clears throat> first of all, I don't see how you would retro-build a retractable dome here. And I don't know, the... the um, the, the skies that we get here and everything else, I don't want to ever lose those, even though I'm um, probably one of the biggest complainers when it's cold that you've ever met. As, as, as I'm sitting here and when I go out in the press box, I'm going to have on gloves and a hat and probably look like Nanook of the North. We've been talking about the idea of, of the future Coors Field. Um, Manny, Manny gives it 20 more years. Maybe. Maybe 10. It's almost 30 years old. Ballparks are getting replaced really pretty quickly these days. Like Atlanta's on their third one in the last 20 years, right? So how much longer does Coors Field have in its current status, in its current situation? Well, I remember the discussions early on that they wanted a Wrigley Field. They wanted a Fenway Park. I hope they have that because if you look at what has happened in the communities that keep building and building new stadiums. They're of great expense to everyone. I was reading an economic report on Atlanta. So they leave downtown Atlanta because they can't really build a village around it, but they go out there where there is an already made village, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, Then they add a bunch of restaurants there. And some of the economic indications are that the businesses that were there before really were hurt by bringing in these high-profile businesses in the ballpark or right around the ballpark that take business away from them. So, um, and and plus, I'm not sure, there was so much political rigmarole to get that stadium built. I mean, the Braves, they spent a whole lot of money. They, I think they donated to every campaign. If I were running for dog catcher in the state of Georgia, the Braves would have given me uh, some money there to help them get this stadium built. Um, I just think that some of the some of the expenditure that they say that the city gets, you don't get. So I am all for building. This park was built really I thought it was one of the best deals for a city. Maybe not even the best deal for the club because there wasn't a lot of money in the naming rights and they're perpetual. But the way this lease was put up, the Rockies are responsible for the upkeep of this park. Now you've been in parks that have been where the city is responsible for them or some um, county is responsible for them. Let's face it, they've got a lot of things to worry about other than, you know, fixing parts of the ballpark. But ballparks tend to fall into disrepair and you have to rebuild them, rebuild them. I think one of the biggest marks I give um, Denver here, the 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 um, ballpark association, I can't remember what the entity is called. Denver and, Stadium Authority. Yeah, the Denver Stadium Authority and the Rockies for agreeing to all this is that I think the people who should be keeping this park good are the ones who are doing it. So I'm all for this. I mean, plus, I'm not sure Exactly. I guess you could build another park downtown. There are places to do it. Um, tell, us, tell us what places you would think would be locations. But we think, I mean, it's built up so much here. What do you think? 
I think it would be hard to move the park from here, especially after putting in the McGregor Square. I think McGregor Square and the, and the what, 30-year lease, that pretty much guaranteed that there's going to be another half century of, ball, of, of baseball right here. So I don't know where you would move it. And then um, I, I guess there are plenty of places to move it and build around it. But what happens here? That's my question. Other question. Yeah. What happens first? Rockies win the World Series or a new ballpark? Wow, that's a great question. That's a great question. Uh, that was a great question. It would be the same answer that I would have given in Chicago for over 100 years. <laughs> the, the Cubs would win the World Series before they move out of Wrigley. And they the, did. Yes. And that's exactly what would happen here. The Rockies would win the World Series before they move out of here because I just don't see a lot of... Um, a lot of sentiment, a lot of sense in moving out of here. So let's face it, it's on them to win the World Series, and they're going to have to do it. Well, man, you're on the clock then, right? Because uh, you only give them 20 more years. <clears throat> yeah, you know, it's, if, it, if it is 20 more years, that's it. I mean, it's a toss-up. I don't know which one happens first. I don't. It is. Well, isn't the lease for 30, though? Isn't it the next 30? I, have, like I believe. Yeah, so they're here at least the next 30. I mean... I think something would awful would have to happen to the ballpark, and I would hate to be in Denver when, let's say that, and 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 I will give them this, and and I will give them this perpetually here. The Rockies have been good stewards of this ballpark. Yes, they have. Um, they they have maintained it better than a lot of other places. In fact, I think the places, and I remember talking to Dan O'Dowd about this because he was part of Baltimore and Cleveland. The places where the team is responsible, they really take that seriously. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I just don't see this ballpark falling apart. Yeah, I wouldn't say falling apart. I would just be, you know, the craze is now the retractable domes. The, the craze is now not losing games to, to weather, which, you know, let's face it, rainouts are part of baseball, but they're becoming less and less part of Major League Baseball because of the facilities. So when, when it comes to, okay, next year when they, they open up the schedule again and they're not so condensed, that'll change things. But, I mean, if you get to the point where you're losing a lot of games to weather, that be, the retractable dome becomes almost a necessity. I guess it would, but I would look for it in the humidity belt. I mean, you know, yeah. when you take those tours to Cleveland and Cincinnati mm -hmm. and Pittsburgh and Atlanta and Washington, those are the places... That, that I would think would, would use a retractable dome if that is the case. They have a lot of weather delays in those places, and none of them have a retractable Cincinnati. roof. Cincinnati's a good call. Yeah. It really is because, I mean, there's so many, so many thunderstorms. So many thunderstorms that just pop up out of nowhere. I remember the All-Star game. It was the All-Star game in 2015 there. Man, it was absolutely, it was disastrous. Like the rain, the, it was pouring rain up until about an hour before home run derby. And then suddenly it just cleared out. You know, and it's kind of like here. But at the same time, it was pouring rain. Yeah, you know? it happens a lot there. It happens a lot in in some of those areas. Oh, yeah. um, Kansas City, Baltimore, all those. Right. Places. Yeah. yeah. So, St. Louis. Yeah. The, and I, I'll tell you what. Um, what. One of two things would happen before you'd see a rush on the retractable uh, dome stadiums. The season would be lower to 154 games because mm. our weather is an issue. It is. Or. Double headers would be seven innings permanently. One of those two things would happen before you would, I, I think, have a run of retractable roof stadiums because <coughs> there, there are a lot of places that just don't want that, baseball being the outdoor sport it is. We talked to Susie Hunter earlier. She went to all 30 ballparks last year. You've been to almost every, probably every one, right? Uh, okay. Yeah, every current park. Who, who's, 
Who's on the chopping block? What, besides, well, Oakland is kind of an obvious one, and Tampa is kind of another obvious one. Are there any of the newer parks that might be gotten rid of in the next 20 years? Um, there's one beautiful park that I truly hope will not be, and that is Baltimore. Yeah. But that is the, that park has been first, around for yeah, and it's been around for really a long time, um, <clears throat> and I haven't really looked kind of in the guts of the ballpark. Um, I did I did wonder how that's being upkept. That's the one that I worry about actually. I mean, one that at some point may be on the chopping block. The other one is Arizona, yeah. and Arizona has the same has the has the exact opposite situation as here, where the um, city of Phoenix was responsible for keeping it up. But what happened in, in very recent years, within the last two or three years. That lease was amended so that the Diamondbacks are in charge of keeping it up. But the Diamondbacks also have been going around to the suburbs looking Mm -hmm. for some of that casino money to build their own park at some point. So Arizona may may actually happen faster even though it's a younger park. Yeah, how do we not think about Arizona? The last we last uh, last segment. Um, yeah, I mean, Ariz- I mean, that that place seems like it's ripe for having uh, not 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 really a um, a refurbishment, but an over a complete yeah. tear down and start over again somewhere else in in that town. Well, she was talking about how some look good from the outside, like Globe Life doesn't look good from the outside, but a really nice inside. That looks terrible from the outside. It doesn't look, back. It it looks doesn't like look an airplane hangar. on either side. Yeah, it looks like an airline <laughs> hangar from yeah. the outside. Yeah, and I think in Phoenix this year, um, because there, there, is, there was a problem with the mechanism that opens the roof, they are either going to decide to keep it closed or keep it open. Really? They're not going to change it with fans inside because they're afraid something could happen. So wow. once fans come in, whatever the decision, they're stuck with it. So, um, you yeah. know, but, but that, is, that, that is a ballpark that... I think from the very beginning, the issue was it's very hard on any kind of building, any kind of landscape or anything in Phoenix with the weather. And, they've re- and, and the city really had a hard time keeping that ballpark up. So um, I, am, I, I do hope that the Diamondbacks end up doing their part to make sure that it's okay. But I do think that after seeing all of the building and spring training, yeah. they want well, to try to find yeah, a way I mean, to get another There's park. so much going on in Phoenix, <coughs> on the outskirts of Phoenix, from Talking Stick all the way out to where the Reds are in Goodyear, all those places. There's so much going on out there. there it wouldn't be hard to find a suitable place to build a new home field for the Diamondbacks. That would be pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> that's uh, uh, Arizona is... Um, it's interesting because the Marlins are here. It's kind of like, in some sense, like Arizona and Florida are so yeah. similar in the sense yeah. of like the type, the demog- the demographics there. Obviously, you have spring training, <clears throat> you have spring training in both locations. Yeah. It just seems to be for, so for Arizona. It just seems to be a uh, intuitively, it seems to be the right thing that yeah. you should have a very nice ballpark for your major league franchise. Yeah, so. it makes sense. You know, and Miami, also Miami and Tampa are just strange <laughs> locations. Yes. Because having having been there, it's like you you see the history of baseball there, the spring trainings. But the problem is both of those. Well, Miami is very north south. There isn't a central Miami. It's just a long strip. It's hard to find a place to build a ballpark. Where they built this one that that they play in now, it is really hard to get to. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, and there isn't a huge history of mass, mass transit. And also, Tampa Bay, I think a lot of people think Tampa Bay is a city. The, this no, ballpark no. is there's in no St. Petersburg. No yeah, there's Tampa no such Bay. thing. Yeah. It's a great place for football because it's appointment on right. eight Sundays or ten right. Sundays a year. It's yeah. really hard 
for baseball that many games. And I know there were there have been all kind of plans. It's just like Oakland, yep. all kind of plans, but no ballpark. It's like if if I could if I had a dime for every press conference where they showed a an artist rendering of a ballpark, I'd be a rich man. Yeah, no, the one in, the one they've shown for Oakland right there on the water was the waterfront was awesome. Yes. just awesome. I don't know if I'll ever, ever get it done, but it was fantastic. So I guess we're kind of in the same mindset that. Manny says 20, you say 30 more years at Coors Field. With the great upkeep they're doing here, the new scoreboard, the new stuff underneath, you know, they'll probably find somebody else to upgrade. They've got the, the, the party deck, obviously. Um, you, change, you come around to 30 years now, Thomas, 30 years idea, 60 years um, at Coors Field? Yeah, I can see 30. I mean, it's not that much of a push for from, from 20 to 30. I, I, they, the, the, because of that fact, because they keep it up so well, and they, they, do, they, do, they do ballpark well here. Yeah. They may not well, they do, do baseball well right. no question. Uh, a lot of the time, but they do the ballpark well. Yeah, there's no sure. question about that. So. It's interesting. Um, you wonder, third oldest, oldest stadium in the National League, will it stay that way? Be, well, I mean, Dodger Stadium and Wrigley probably aren't going anywhere, so it'll be the third, longest, third oldest for a long time to come. Um, I fun wonder, to watch. I guess there was a huge renovation at Dodger Stadium, so maybe that'll yeah. keep going. I'd, I expect this park... To join those in one of those parks that just stays forever. I don't see this thing going away after 30 years, especially after the um, development of McGregor Square. Yeah. And it's basically run by, um, you know, companies set up by the team. I think Charlie Monfort is actually putting together a lot of the uh, deals out there at, at, at McGregor Square. I just don't see them abandoning this. I mean, if any, if anything, maybe they would try to find a way to... Um, <coughs> If they have to refurbish the park, maybe do a bunch of stuff in the off season for half of it, then the next off season for the other half, something like that. But you don't see it. We talked with Susie about putting a dome over this, a retractable dome no. over this thing. You can't see, see it. I don't see that. Uh, it would, that would bother you. It, it would. It would bother me, and also it would bother him. It would bother him like the Dodgers' red numbers. That's what on their on the uniform. Maybe not that bad. I mean, there's, <laughs> there, there aren't many things worse. It would than the bother Dodgers. you like the shift. <laughs> It would, it's close. I just, I, I just don't see this. In fact, it's funny. So before I came here, and I don't, you may be familiar with him. The original president of the Rockies Club was a man named Steve Earhart, mm-hmm. who runs Steve. the Liberty Bowl does, now yeah. in Memphis. Mm-hmm. He also um, see him before Collins from time to time. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. part of the ownership of the Memphis Grizzlies yep. now. Mm-hmm. But looking at, I was looking at the home run situation. This was before. Uh, it, it was around the time I was coming out here to work, and I'm like Steve. Can anything be done to change the configuration of this park? And he pointed out, and if you look at how much of the park is underground versus not underground, mm-hmm. flat in the back, he, he says it would be very hard to change even the configuration of the park well, that's what for, the, for, the, for the play. Um, the, the one thing that was done was when they put in the Coors Club behind there, there, mm-hmm. were, there were about 10 to 12 extra feet behind home plate. Yep. It, it wasn't quite Dodger Stadium where you could score from second on right. a wild pitch, but... By, by doing that, it really kind of, I, I thought it made um, wild pitchers or balls to the backstop with a runner at third. It made them more exciting. exciting yeah. yeah, guys like Byung Young Kim, who had the bouncing off the backstop, getting out of home plate. I think Randy <laughs> Flores did that a number of times. I'm convinced that Kim's was intentional. He was that type of guy. He would figure out how to do that. Okay. But um, <clears throat> I, I just don't see 
changing the configuration of this ballpark, especially the way the uh, the right field stands are baked into the right field wall and the left field bleachers. It would be very hard to change the configuration. So no umbrella for Coors Field? No umbrella. All right. No, no configuration change. You can't make it Yellowstone. You can't make it Fenway. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> okay, wait. The outfield is Yellowstone already. It is. So, it is. I mean, okay. that, that ship has sailed. Yep. It, it absolutely is. There's no doubt. Hey, guys, appreciate the conversation. Um, it's interesting to think about. Thanks, Thomas. Thanks for having me. We're here now with uh, Colorado Icon, original Colorado Rocky, and we can add world champion to that, that uh, moniker now. Eric Young joins us. EY, welcome home. Oh, thanks for having me, and great to be home every day. Every time I come here, you know, it feels like home, and, and the fans... And the people in Denver definitely make me feel No humidity. Better. No, great weather. I love that. I, I, I miss that for sure. Um, well, first of all, congratulations on the World Championship. I know that had to feel great after all these years. Oh, thank you so much. That was just such a, an amazing ride, a great journey during the course of the season. And how things just came together yeah. at the end was, was spectacular. And, uh, you know, it's just like we had struggled in the first half of the season, yeah. then the, things just came together in that second half and it was a lot of things happening emotionally that year for our team and you know with Hank Aaron passing away as well and we just felt like you know it was destined for us you know and that's an underappreciated part of the game people don't realize don't look at that part how much that camaraderie and that teamness matters oh it definitely means a lot uh, and we came together you know it's funny we we won 44 in the first half, we won 44 in the second half. And um, it was just amazing. Like, there was just an angel over us because things were just clicking at the right time. Uh, picked up a couple of guys, and and it just took off. And, 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 and we were hot in October. We played we played some really good baseball. And, and that's what matters, you know, especially when you get in that postseason. It's, I was kind of hoping you bring the ring out here with you. Oh, it's, oh I'm man. sure it's in a safe place. Yes, it, it definitely is. Uh, man, I, I should have brought it, but uh, <laughs> yes, yes, I, I try to keep that thing safe and sound, and try to wear it every now and then. I, I wear it selectively. So. Yeah. Yes, I, I yes, I yes. Well, I want to talk to you today about ballparks, specifically this one. Mm -hmm. I know you you were an original in the original lineup opening day here. Mm -hmm. It's the third oldest ballpark in the National League. Down, you've been through a lot of ballparks in your career. Still a jewel in your mind? Oh, it would always be. Um, you know, I think it's just very special when we actually got this this field here in uh, Acorns Field. And a lot of great memories. Uh, I did not know it was yeah. the third oldest. Third oldest ballpark. Wrigley and Dodger Stadium, the only one's older. Oh, uh, well, you know, I think it's about time. Then uh, we want to make sure we're not the oldest. So yeah. hopefully the, it's in the works for a new ballpark. But this park is, is special. I mean, I get a I get a feeling, a special feeling, every time I walk in it, and uh, I think that's what former Yankee players used to say when they walk in yeah. the old Yankee Stadium. Like, it's just an aura about it that uh, you know. I think the, we've always had here yeah. when you consider it as a Rocky. Uh, yeah. It was just we felt like we had an advantage. We know with the thin air, the altitude, and the way you you can't only breathe at times if you come in. You know. As a new new team, uh, every time I come here now, it's like, wow! I, I didn't feel this way when I was on the other yeah. side over there, but I can see. And last night you have a nothing nothing game into the seventh uh, ne inning. Never experienced anything <laughs> like shocked, that. Right? Never, I was shocked. I was like, <laughs> what is going on? You just know there's going yeah. to be runs. Sure. And the way both of those pitchers were dealing, 
last night and making pitches when they had to. Uh, it, it was a it was a great pitcher pitcher duel last night and, and a great game from a, from a fan standpoint. You know we're fans on the bench as well, yeah. so it was a great game. You joked a little about a new ballpark, but we're wondering about that today on our, our podcast this week. How much? What's the shelf life of Coors Field? I mean, you the Braves are now you're in a ballpark third ballpark since you and I were playing, right? Yeah, on the yeah, third. Yeah. Um, you can you foresee the day would actually make a new ballpark in Denver? Uh, I don't think so. I, I wouldn't, especially after getting the, the McGregor Square over yep. there next door. I know this place is special, and it still looks brand new. Uh, everybody's used to the dimensions now, so teams can't talk about the dimensions. Uh, and more, the new stadiums are building, getting bigger stadiums. So yeah. uh, that's not a problem, but I definitely wouldn't I wouldn't build a new one. They've done a great job of, of upgrading this thing, the scoreboard, yeah. the locker rooms, everything else has been Everything's really been great. Good. The yeah. rooftop the up rooftop there, you know. They didn't have that one. Oh, we no, played. I know. Do you think Larry Walker could hit one up there? Because a kid did the other day for Mount Marlins. Yeah, I, I saw that. Sanchez. I saw that. I saw Sanchez, Sanchez get it. I think Larry Walker would have got it. Exactly. One of those bombers would have got it. But Larry Walker would have been the best shot yeah. being on the left side. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. You've been around the National League a lot now. What ballparks did, besides Coors Field, obviously your home field, anything else stand out? Any of the ballparks that you really, really like? Well, um, I, I like L.A. because that's where I started. So and them drafted second me. oldest ballpark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, they've done many upgrades yeah. as well. So I always get a special feeling when I go there. Uh, Coursefield, of course, is number one, and then I love Atlanta Stadium. It's, that's a nice uh, atmosphere. Uh, it reminds me of the atmosphere that we had, the buzz before the game. There's a buzz in that stadium before they walk in. So uh, those are my three favorite. Who needs to be replaced? What ballparks? But either league, what, what needs to be replaced? I don't want to offend anybody, you but, so you know, if it's, if it, I think if you ask anybody that goes into, like, uh, even Oakland. The, uh, Oakland is definitely <laughs> one that they they, they hoping to move uh, yeah. uh, a couple of new cities, get a new ballpark. You know, that would be real nice. That's clamoring for some yeah. a baseball team like Nashville, Charlotte, yeah. you know. Vegas. Vegas, yeah. you know. So it might be time to replace a stadium similar like Oakland. You like the retractable domes because that's kind of the new thing now. I mean, this place was built without it. You still you have a few weather delays. We've lost two games already this year to, to weather here. But, you know, when every gate counts for some of these owners, retractable domes become pretty <laughs> exciting. I think, uh, you know, if you don't want to lose any games uh, and it gives you the option, you know, especially if we know the forecast is going to be bad, we still can play that game, you know. Uh, by closing it, having it, uh, having it closed. So uh, I know it's more expensive, uh, but you'll get a lot more fans on those rainy days because they know they won't get wet. Well, here, we won't have spring here anymore. It goes right from winter to summer. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. So last homestand was bitter cold. Yeah, yeah, we, here, we saw it. We yeah. saw it. We was like, uh-oh. What we, we was wondering what we need yeah. to pack. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so retractable dome would be nice here. I don't know if they could retrofit Coors Field with a dome. I don't know how that would work. Right. How it would look, but... Uh, there are some cool Milwaukee. There's some cool ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that's you know Milwaukee gets cold, so uh, and, but you know stadiums like Boston and, and Chicago. That's never gonna happen. That's never gonna happen. So uh, we got to deal with the elements like we always have in baseball. It's easy for you to say Atlanta. Yeah, well, we have a rainy rainy time there at times, especially in May. Uh, uh, we had we didn't have too many delays, but we couldn't do our work on the field. Uh, because it would rain a certain yeah, period, like similar to Miami, uh, Florida, you know. Yeah, but, I but I like the, I, you know, the option definitely is it would be conducive to the owners if you're able to build one.
Well, we think Coors Field's at least got 20 more years to maybe 30, and the new lease has been signed. But it'd be hard to imagine a new ballpark here. It really would. Well, you know, people get excited about new things, yeah, exactly. and new toys. Absolutely so, right. um, but I, I just think the fact that they just built McGregor Square uh, in honor of Kelly, you know, that you can't you can't move from it. That makes sense. To take that meaning and feeling away. So how are you doing? You ready to be a manager one of these days? Oh, yeah. I hope it comes comes about. Uh, you know, I'm getting as much experience as I can as a coach. This is my 10th year coaching. So uh, I, I feel like I'm ready. I feel like I'm able to add the analytics along with the, uh, the experience I have. I've been on the side as a player, as a, a, a announcer in the media, yep. and also as, as a coach. So. I think I have enough experience and know that if I get the opportunity, I will support myself with a great staff uh, and guys that are willing to push the players to outside the box to their limits. And you know Rockies fans, you, whoever you went to, you'd, you'd instantly be their second favorite team. Oh. Right? Whatever team you went to, it instantly become, unless it was the Dodgers, would become the Rockies, second, Rockies fans' second favorite team. Oh, uh, I, I, Yeah, they would definitely give me that type of feeling when I come in, no matter what. Um, so, we'll see. We'll see how things develop and if opportunities come up, especially ones that I really yep. that are endeared to me and, and to my heart, then those are the ones I'm going to pursue. Lee, it's always great to see you, old teammates. It's been a while since we had COVID and all that business, but great to see you. Congratulations again on the on the World Series. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate uh, it. All right, man. Okay. We'll be back with Manny's closer on the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast right after this. For the best selection of autographs and memorabilia from your favorite sports stars, past and present, look no further than DenverAutographs.com. Find what you're after on the web or at either of their two Metro Denver locations, Colorado Mills Mall and Flatirons Mall. Broncos, Rockies, Avs, Nuggets, and much more. It's all at denverautographs.com. Learning life skills through baseball, USA Prime is more than just travel baseball. We mentor young athletes in areas like teamwork and skill development. It's about more than winning weekend tournaments. It's about showing young players how to achieve their goals in baseball and beyond. Contact Scott Horman at Colorado at gmail.com for more information. When typing out my thoughts for this week's edition of The Closer, I accidentally didn't strike the C key hard enough and ended up with the word loser, which would describe the Rockies in most of their games lately. With their four-game sweep at Coors Field at the hands of the Braves over the weekend, the Rockies have lost 20 of their last 27 games. As bad as things have gotten, Colorado now hits the road to play three games against the Giants in San Francisco and four games against the Padres in San Diego. Then they return home, which hasn't been nearly as friendly as it was for the Rockies in 2021, to play the Guardians and then the Padres again. Then back on the road, with three at Miami and another daunting stretch at Minnesota and at the Dodgers in Los Angeles. By the end of all that, I mean 23-31 and 31 could very possibly be what? 31-45? and 45? We are fast approaching the quote-unquote it's over for 2022 stage for the Colorado Rockies, and Chris Bryant hasn't even hit his first home run in a Rockies uniform yet, having played in only 17 games due to a back injury. The starting pitching, which was to be the strength of this club, has fallen apart. Only Chad Cool, the team's new ace, I guess you could say, has an ERA below four and a half, and the man who is supposed to be the team's ace, Herman Marcus, has an ERA of 6.71. The bullpen hasn't fared much better, but that's nothing new. The defense has been brutally bad, something that is very much new. The offense has had some bright spots, Brandon Rogers, Connor Joe, and of course C.J. Crone, but that's been overshadowed by the aforementioned woes in other areas. 
By the end of June, we're likely looking at a club that is out of postseason contention for the fourth consecutive year. If that's the case, the direction of this team, already uncertain, will be under heavy scrutiny once again. Where do the Rockies go from here? Six more years on Bryant's contract. Nothing from the starting rotation so far in 2022 screams stability or consistency moving forward. The bullpen is the bullpen. Ezekiel Tovar and Elihuris Montero are knocking at the door to the big leagues. It's messy. There don't seem to be any good answers. But then again, that's where the Rockies have been for years now. Another successful closeout here on the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. Our thanks to Susie Hunter of DNVR, Thomas Harding from MLB.com, and Atlanta Braves coach and former Rocky great Eric Young for joining us. If our guests are right, Coors Field is going to be here for a few more decades. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.